Whether you're a whiskey aficionado or new to the world of whiskeys, I invite you to pull up a chair and join me around the bar as we pour a dram and share in our love of all things whiskeys. Hi, I'm your host, Victor. You can call me Vic, and welcome to Distilled. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the bar. Welcome back to Distilled. As always, if you are able to get comfortable, pull out a glass, pour yourself a dram. Uh, tonight, I am sipping on Smoke Wagon Straight Bourbon Whiskey from uh, Nevada H&C Distilling Company. Uh, they're a lot of fun on Instagram. Uh, Aaron from Nevada Distilling is a hoot. He's crazy. His videos are insane. But he gives a lot of information about his products, upcoming releases and he's very transparent about his whiskey um so smoke wagon is a sourced whiskey from mgp again aaron is very transparent about this he'll tell you what what rick house and what floor the barrel was aged in it's pretty impressive and his knowledge of blending is insane um so smoke wagon straight bourbon whiskey um comes in at 46.25 percent abv that's 92 and a half proof um it's like a much better version of bullet um to me it's a high rye mash bill uh this particular bottle the barrels were aged on the top floor, so they aged a bit faster. Um, I don't remember if they're five years old or if it was the fifth floor that they were on. Um, but I'm sure if I go back to the videos, he would say something about that. Again, it's a high rye bourbon. I love it. It's like a much better bullet, which, you know, bullet is an MGP thing. Um, Very good stuff. Uh, and again, he's really funny to uh, follow on Instagram. So check out Smoke Wagon and check out uh, Aaron from Las Vegas Distilling or Aaron from NV Distilling, I think is his Instagram. Um, also, I need to give a special shout out to Super Nash from the Scotchy Bourbon Boys. Um, my wife recently won a drawing that he was hosting for a Stillwater Distillery bourbon, single barrel bourbon. Um, really good stuff, very smoky, 120 proof. We had to add a little bit of water just to kind of bring it down, but uh, really good stuff. So again, Scotchy Bourbon Boys, uh, Super Nash, thank you for that. We deeply appreciate it um really quick some interesting current event type stuff that kind of goes into what i wanted to talk about today um i recently read that the ttb the uh tobacco and tax bureau is either forgive me on this they're either currently accepting uh, comments on a new, a proposed new 
standard of identity for single malt whiskey and the time period for receiving these comments will end in December or they are opening up the time period for those comments in December. Um, currently here in the United States, our definitions for anything other than bourbon kind of sucks. Um, I'm going to be honest about that. All so there's three parts to the standards of identity for different whiskeys. Uh, part one is about what whiskey is in general. And then you get into part two, which is classifying your whiskeys. So either calling it bourbon, malt, rye, or wheat, and the requirements for that. And that's where we get uh, for bourbon, it's 51% of the mash bill has to be corn and where the whiskey has to be aged in a new charred oak container and in a nutshell uh, we'll just run through this really quick for those who don't know class two of whiskey from the standards of identity uh, it says it, it's distilled to less than 190 proof which is honestly ridiculous um the distillate should have the taste, aroma, and characteristics generally attributed to whiskey stored in oak containers, except corn whiskey, details below, we'll get into that, bottled at 80 proof or higher, and this term also includes mixtures of distillates that fall into the above, but don't have a specific designation below. So it's kind of the umbrella catch-all term. Um, so if you were to make like a spelt whiskey, um, you could call it whiskey because there's no other kind of thing for that. Um, part B, uh, bourbon whiskey, rye whiskey, wheat whiskey, malt whiskey, which we'll be talking about, or rye malt whiskey is distilled from a fermented grain mash. Mash must contain at least 51% corn for bourbon whiskey rye for rye whiskey, excuse me, wheat for wheat whiskey, malted barley for malt whiskey, or malted rye grain for rye malt whiskey, distilled no higher than 160 proof, 80% ABV, put into a charred new oak container, no higher than 125 proof, 62.5% ABV, and the term applies to mixtures of whiskeys of the same type. Example, Barrel Bourbon Batch 19, which blends straight bourbon from Tennessee and Kentucky. Uh, it doesn't qualify as a straight bourbon, see below, but is instead a blend of straight bourbons. And that's a very, that, that, that's a whole other thing. Um, the straight whiskey designator, whiskey types listed above that have been stored in their proper oak containers for at least two years and come from a single state can be called straight. Um, so, corn whiskey is different. It doesn't have to be stored in an oak container. It's really weird. Um, if it is put into an oak container, it cannot be barreled at higher than 125 proof. Uh, if put into an oak container, that container must be used or not charred. It, yeah, it's... Corn whiskey's weird. Mellow corn, we love you, but you're just 
weird. Um, anyway, so getting back to the malt whiskey. So here in the U.S., malt whiskey again. Mash bill must be 51% malted barley. Uh, distilled no higher than 160 proof. Put into charred new oak container no higher than 125 proof. So the TTB is going to be reviewing those requirements for malt whiskey and coming up with a new definition that is more closely aligned to the definitions of single malt whiskey for Scotland and Ireland. And what this means, this is actually kind of huge because although bourbon is very popular in the U.S. right now, rye whiskey is starting to come into its own as well. Single malt whiskey is still mostly only produced by craft distillers. MGP does have a single malt mash bill. I have never tried it. I don't know what whiskeys or what companies bottle that, so I don't know how it is. But I do know, at least here in the Midwest and towards the East, and there's one distiller in Colorado that are making American single malt whiskey. Why are they doing this? Personally, I think they so okay. There's a couple of different reasons. One, it is a very traditional way of making whiskey. Let's you know that's very historical. Let's totally acknowledge that. My personal opinion, though, is that this is happening because of the trade um, tariffs that had been imposed on imports to Scotland and Ireland, and Scotch whiskey got hit hard by these tariffs. Uh, so did imported wine, and it all started because of aluminum, but I'll probably do a whole other episode on that down the road. So single malt whiskey, the TTB is now saying that the mash bill must be from 100% malted barley, barreled at no more than 125, distilled to no more than 160, with the taste, aroma, and characteristics of whiskey in oak containers not to exceed 700 liters. Note that they said oak containers, not new charred oak containers, not exceeding 700 liters. Why is this key distinction important? Because over in Scotland and Ireland, malt whiskey is usually made in used bourbon barrels and sherry butts and occasionally rum barrels. Now the size of a sherry butt is 500 liters. It's bigger than a typical barrel, the barrels that we use. Um, most barrels are about 55 gallons. They're somewhere between, uh, I don't know, 165 liters and 225 liters, something like that. 
I don't remember the exact specifications, but this changing of the definition from 51% malted barley to 100% malted barley and from a new charred oak container to a oak container will be bringing our definitions of single malt whiskey more in line with the European definitions. Um, and for craft distillers here in the U.S., that's actually, like, that is a big deal. Um, because, the, again, the definition, the current definition for single malt whiskey kind of sucks. There isn't a definition for single malt whiskey. It's only malt whiskey. Now, Scotland takes it a bit to the extreme by saying that the uh, barley must be malted from the same distillery. Um, so, I don't know if it has to be grown by the same distillery, but it definitely has to be malted from the same distillery. So there's that. Um, here in the U.S., that's not the case. Um, and it's really interesting because the distillery that I currently work at, we produce an American single malt whiskey. I've talked about it before. Um, and we use the malt that we make in the malt house that we also sell to the brewers. Um, we actually just changed up our malt recently. So I'm really excited about that. And I'm going to be talking about that in a bit too. Um, but we do not use new charred oak containers. We use former bourbon barrels. Um, we use a 26 U.S. gallon format uh, or 26 wine gallon format. U.S. gallons and wine gallons are almost the same thing. So get over it. Um... 26 gallon format used bourbon barrels and because of their used bourbon barrels we cannot legally call our whiskey single malt whiskey we have to label it as whiskey made from single malt mash which is kind of annoying as a distiller um, but hopefully this will help change things around a little bit, change the market, and uh, really help those distillers who want to make single malt whiskey. Because there is a beauty in a single malt whiskey. Those of you who love scotch will definitely appreciate this. And this is a really funny thing that I get a lot in the tasting room and on tours. People tell me, oh, I've never heard of single malt whiskey. I ask them, have you heard of scotch? Well, yeah. Have you had scotch? Well, yes, okay. Not all, but a good chunk of scotch whiskey is single malt. Um, Highland tends to make decent single malt whiskey. Um, Isle definitely makes a lot of single malt whiskey. Speyside, you get more into the blends. Um, I'll go into that later. But, uh, yeah, so American single malt whiskey, it's almost exactly like scotch. It's made from a single malt. I'm not going to say it tastes like scotch. It doesn't. Um, the whiskey that my distillery produces 
has a red apple, and it's not even like a red delicious. It's kind of like a gala apple, I would say, or a Fuji apple, um, with some honey notes and a little bit of vanilla blossom kind of notes coming through. That might actually come from the barrel, but the red apple and the honey notes are definitely indicative of our single malt whiskey. Um, the unaged whiskey has a slightly different flavor profile than aged stuff, obviously, but um, that one's a little different. That one's kind of weird. <laughs> um, we're trying to work on that. It's good, but we're trying to, I'm trying to figure out how can I bring both in line with each other. And I think we may have figured that out. So again, um, 2022, lots of new things happening for American single malt whiskey. I'm kind of excited to see what it does and how it affects the market. Um, but it should be good. It should be really good. Um, as to kind of what I wanted to talk about today, um, for the first time in a couple of months at work, uh, we did do a, um, we, we did actually get some production done in the distillery. I got a break from malting, I got to do a mash-in, and from start to finish, I made a whiskey with my head distiller, and it was awesome. So we we're using a Pilsner malt. We now got permission to use a pale malt, a newer pale malt. Uh, it's fresher. It's got these really awesome um, biscuit flavors. I love it. And it, oh, this was so fun. Um, today, the day that I'm recording this episode, we actually did a second mash in with this stuff and tasting the wort. It, it was like a. a the most amazing sweet latte I've ever had. <laughs> um, really good stuff. Uh, but yeah, so start to finish, mashed in, fermented. We did a, um, we do a stripping run and then we do a spirit run. So our stuff is only distilled twice. Um, and we follow our whiskey runs with a vodka run so whatever's left in the uh we don't collect the tails separately we kind of leave that stuff in the pot still we have a pot reflux column combination still um and we don't collect the tails from the spirit run we just leave it in the pot after a whiskey run and then we'll do a vodka run and we pull the vodka off at 190 proof um, and I kind of wanted to talk about that as well because this was also really cool. So, yeah, l last week, a couple of weeks ago, no, it was a couple of weeks ago, um, we finished up the whiskey runs and I tasted the unaged whiskey and we had done a run and a mash-in a few months ago and it was just a small one and we made some coffee vodka out of it because we needed it so that was kind of the primary focus but we did do a whiskey run and because we needed white lightning we sell malt shine white lightning unaged whiskey and it kind of tasted like greek yogurt with blueberries 
mixed into it is the best way I could describe it. But that was kind of indicative of our unaged whiskey. I don't know why, but that was the flavor that kind of came out in the malt shine. And I wouldn't say it was a bad thing, it was just not at all what I expected or anything that I would have um, pegged as being flavors for a whiskey. So we do it this time with a new malt because that stuff was made with a pilsner and this was with a pale malt and it was fresher and it came off the still tasting again red apples and honey like a honey syrup it was it was so good and then i got to barrel it um pictures of that are on instagram instagram.com slash distilled d-i-s-t-i-l-l dot d and that was a lot of fun um my head distiller and i we went through our barrel collection we've got several of these barrels and we opened one that we hadn't used before it was a former bourbon barrel we pulled the bung out and we just got a whiff of the bourbon from inside and it smelled amazing so we're like this is the one this is the one we're using so i filled it um it's currently aging right now very excited it's about two weeks old two and a half weeks old so we'll check in with it in a couple of months and just kind of see how things are going um barreled at 120 proof i'm very excited for it uh, after that one we finished it up with a vodka run and we do not filter our vodka through a charcoal filter like most distilleries do and unlike most distilleries who might use corn to produce a sweeter vodka here in the u.s uh, again we use the malt so there is a slight malty taste <laughs> i don't know how to describe it but um with this vodka we pull it off at 190 proof so it's about 95 percent pure ethanol we do not filter it through activated charcoal the former head distiller wanted it treated in some way that made it cloudy and it definitely had a fruity taste to it and the current head distiller asked me what i wanted to do with it and i just kind of followed my gut and said how about we just proof it down and bottle it so we split the batch in half we bottled a new batch of vodka this is actually only batch two of our regular vodka but we're on like batch five the other half went to chocolate vodka and we're on like batch five of chocolate vodka um but this regular vodka it came out crystal clear like it should and it tasted the way i was taught vodka should taste from pernod ricard was vodka should have either a black pepper or a lemon 
or an oil note to it. And this had black pepper and lemon oil kind of notes to it. But it was neutral. You could taste the ethanol. Take that as you will. Um, but like, it was just a very crisp, clean vodka. There was no oiliness to it. There was no other esters. There was no fruitiness to it. It was a clean vodka. And it surprised me how much attention to detail it took for us to actually achieve that. Now, when we bottled it, we did pass it through a... Um, a filter, I think it was a one micron filter, could have been a five micron filter, I don't remember. But we did pass it through a filter for bottling. Um, and again, it came out crystal clear, which I was so thankful for. And again, just really proud of. Um, this is distilling is something that I've wanted to do for almost a year now, for like 10 months now. And, um, to finally be given the chance to do it with my head distiller. Uh, it was an awesome experience. Um, and like, I'm, the vodka is great. I'm, I mean, it's vodka, but I'm really happy with how it turned out. Um, the whiskey, I'm very excited to see how it matures and how it develops down the road. Um, and it's kind of the beauty of it is that you have to wait for it. Um, there's no quick way to make whiskey. You can try accelerated aging, but there's no quick way to do it. Um, you just have to be patient and let it mature and do its thing and just let the magic happen. So, very excited for that. Um, and I just kind of wanted to share that with you all and that experience uh, it was really awesome definitely a big moment in my career I got to lay down my first barrel of whiskey uh, so raising a glass here's to many more and here's to hoping you can taste some of it down the road uh, cheers y'all So, that is uh, kind of what's been going on in the last couple of weeks. Um, we did do a, another mash-in today. Um, I'm really hoping that this comes out okay, because we did have a stuck mash. Um, we think our crush was too fine from the mill, so we'll have to fix that. And address that for next time. Um, but yeah. It's been good. Um, just kind of a quick aside. If anyone else wants to get into distilling. Uh, do remember. There is a lot of paperwork you have to do. Um, you will be chasing proof gallons. You will be chasing fractions of a proof gallon down and it is insane the paperwork that the TTB has us do so that's what I'm probably going to end up doing on Friday tomorrow we've got to clean up get some repairs done but um, yeah lots of paperwork 
but in the end we get a good product so it's all good thank you folks for listening uh thank you for hanging out i hope you learned something i hope you enjoyed hearing a little bit about uh, my life and what's going on at work um follow again yeah like follow subscribe do the, all those things on whatever platforms you listen to uh, give us a five-star rating leave a review tell your friends definitely tell your friends about us um about me <laughs> um follow us on instagram distilled d-i-s-t-i-l-l dot d check out um the website distilled.me d-i-s-t-i-l-l-d dot m-e you can donate you can buy some merch i've got a new blog up there so i'm trying to add articles up there um just about whiskey and distilling in general and we've got the patreon still um patreon.com slash distilled um I haven't really gotten any content up in a while because I've got an infant daughter. I've got a full-time job now, so there's that. Um, but again, the the donations from the patrons do help offset the cost of buying new bourbon, of paying for the website to keep it up, monthly subscription for that, uh, which I do deeply appreciate. I'm very grateful for so take care folks stay safe cheers